Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with the best bits of this afternoon's show. Obviously, we had a bit of a Euro 2020 final focus. Uh, Harry Redknapp joined us uh, and was on very good form. Tell us how he'd be watching uh, the game. We uh, also spoke to Joe Lysett, a comedian, a West Brom fan, and uh, got his thoughts on that match and his tour and lots more besides. A Scottish point of view from yeah. Susie McCabe. Susie McCabe was on very good form telling us uh, where she'd be uh, watching the game. Um, and uh, Tancredi Palmieri, shall we include Tancredi? I thought I he was very interesting. Yeah, yeah. interesting. So all that, plus Martin Kellner as well. Uh, that's just a lot to pack in. We've spoiled you today. Hope you enjoy it. And here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, as I was saying to you yesterday on the birthday spread, oh, I'm very excited, yeah. Uh, I was lucky enough to be there on Wednesday night. Yeah. And uh, what an atmosphere. But uh, I would as say... As Russ Abbott once said. I would say about great atmospheres are hmm. they're almost better if you're either watching at home and you can hear it, or you're sitting next to David Beckham. When you're sitting where I was sitting, it's not so good. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Why was that? Because I was in the gods and uh, yeah. I was in the cheap seats, as they say. Oh, and, sorry, uh, at, least you were, at least you got in. Well, I was glad to be there. Mm. But, um, yes, my Wembley experience, well, I'd say, first of all, it was easier to get into North Korea than it was to get to Wembley. Because <laughs> my app wouldn't work. Do you know, quite oh, really, I found it, I mean, on Tuesday night when I went for the Italy-Spain uh, game, I found it a pretty decent experience. Well, they yeah, got no, it pretty I think well everybody organized. else did. Me, I couldn't get my phone to work with too many people, and uh, and then the, the I mean the thing is I, I get the idea of drinking after the game after you've won I get the idea of celebrating I, mean, I don't get the idea of being so drunk yeah. that you can't enjoy the game I mean where I was sitting people were you know the rake at Wembley out of the stairs oh, yeah. so people just going up and down up and down you think oh for goodness sake if you hadn't drunk so much before the game you might be able to watch some of the football yeah. and uh, and then I had this bloke in very front of me very sensible that Andy yeah yeah well, I am I had this bloke in front of me mm. and he was sort of splay he had two modes when England were on the attack he was like standing up and he was moving Side to side, and he was tearing his hair out. And I, you had to do the same to see you have the to match. Stand up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when Denmark had the ball, he basically leant back mm. across three seats yeah. and into my lap. And it was really quite annoying. And he had a drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was hip, a rhetorical he a question. Hip, he had a hip flask. Did he? And uh, yeah, yeah. Blimey, he's and got it bad, isn't he? I know, with his dad, he had one as well. So nice. anyway, so my, my mate said to him, Look, would you mind invading our space because you just stopped leaning back so much and he, he didn't he couldn't help himself so I thought I know what I'll do I mean he brought me a, like a pint of water <laughs> so I thought I'll just strategically leave it yeah. in the right position so the next time he leans back yeah. it's going to go all over him and he did it was perfect oh he said oh I'm sorry mate <laughs> yeah, but sorry, you know, mate, if you yeah. weren't leaning back I soaked him completely did, did, that, did you just sort of empty it on his head or something well, no or? I didn't empty it because that would have been bad that would have been aggressive no yeah. I just left it there so for him to knock it onto himself for him to himself. knock it onto himself Okay. And he did. It was marvellous. Brilliant. And, uh, the woman next to me, she was quite posh. She, she was egging me on. She quite keen for me to do it. it. Yeah. Her monocle fell out when Mind you did you, that. she did say she was calling for Foden to come on after 25 minutes. Yeah. Which was quite annoying. <laughs> and uh, the bloke behind me... Mm. He went out, when England scored. He went over the top of me. Yeah. He was about six foot three, and he was lying. But after the goal, he was lying in front of me at my feet. Wow! Yeah. 
was ridiculous. <laughs> and, the, and the guy in front, the guy. You never, in, you're not one to get lost in the moment, Andy, no, are not. you? Really? The bloke who was leaning back. Yeah. When England scored, I mean, he was definitely unvaccinated. You could tell he was quite young. You know, and he, he sort of like wanted to embrace me. I was like, no, oh, get away. Was this after you'd soaked him or before? No, this was before I soaked. Him. Oh, okay, fair enough. And the toilets. I mean, the toilets. Talk about COVID central. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd have been, I'd have been safer in that laboratory in Wuhan. I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like it. Well, it was unbelievable. Know. But anyway, look. Mm. It was it was a great night. <laughs> and it was if you expected him to come on and say football's coming home, <laughs> yeah. it shouldn't be at all surprised that that was his approach. Don't get me wrong; really. I was very very grateful and happy to be there. And it yeah. was a privilege, of course, it was. And uh, I saw an old uh, Talksport producer, Dan Scagnelli. He was oh yeah, there, uh, in his English show. Yeah, I, I thought he was Italian. So, you know, I thought he was Italian as well. Yeah. He is. A, he's half Italian, isn't he? But he obviously, know. yeah. Well, so, well, he'll be torn. He'll be torn this weekend, won't he? he Skaggs, I would think. But yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, yeah, it was it, all in all a great thing I, I love the after match Vox Pops I'm a big mm. fan of that of the, in the papers I love these, these sort of random people uh, John Dale a communications advisor from Leicester said yeah. Italy was celebrating after Tuesday's semis if they won the whole tournament but they're getting ahead of themselves I think oh yeah and we didn't do that of course yeah 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 <laughs> not at all. film you... financier Ian Hutchinson 64 I don't know if he's got a long throw <laughs> I like to think he's got a long <laughs> throw <laughs> this is a great thing finally winning the semi-final gets a big monkey off our back and you get all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so random. Shop supervisor Jack Roberts from Leighton Buzzard. <laughs> it's just so random, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't have got through the day without finding out what Jack from Leighton Buzzard. Chris uh, Douse, 42. Chris Douse, is he a fireman? <laughs> I like to think he is. He turned down uh, tickets to the match to watch on the telly with his neighbours. A strange thing to do, but there you go. Do that? I've no idea. Okay, well, we, that's no point saying Chris Douse, the fireman or not a fireman, gave that didn't go and watched it with his neighbours. We need to know the reason why, don't we? Uh, Barbara Andrei Kozarev of Exeter. <laughs> is Barbara his first name or is he a barber? <laughs> no, no, he's a barber. Okay, it, he's had it's coming home shaved into his Gaza inspired blonde hair. Brilliant. I thought he might be worth getting on, actually. <laughs> the whole country's going crazy. Um, the, the story you always get before a big game like this is what's going to happen to the national. Grid. The national grid will be braced for a monster 1.4 gigabyte power surge at half time as almost every fridge is open for more beers and kettles are put on, right? Yeah, the fridge I get, kettles. Who's going to have a cup of tea at that point? Well, not that bloke who sat in front of you. He'll be <laughs> no, getting his hip flask out <laughs> so he doesn't even have to leave the sofa. That's very true. Uh, then we've got um, yeah, 28 million pints will be downed. Hmm. Apparently, uh, 18 million at home, 10 in the pub. Well, that might have gone up since the final. And um, it's interesting. Jim was telling us earlier on that the next all or nothing documentary that a number of clubs have done mm. uh, is going to be Arsenal. Now, the thing is, the all That's or nothing franchise that Amazon set up was built around these giant sports franchises that generally do win all or nothing. But now we're getting to the point where, <laughs> as we saw with Tottenham, um, and you probably get with Arsenal. Arsenal might win nothing. They might win something, but they're not going to win it all. Not with City <laughs> and United and other teams around. No, they no, might no. win some, but you can't call it something or nothing, can you? Arsenal, something or nothing. I mean, I personally, yeah. I would. FA Cup at the end of the season when you finish ninth, they should call it. Yeah, well, um, that could change. But it does seem, as a franchise, they've made a rod for their own back, I think, uh, unfortunately. But, uh, of course, Tottenham's was a gift, wasn't it? Tottenham all or nothing. Nothing, said social media. And, you know, ultimately they were right. Uh, that is very true. I see 16,000 people have signed up for a petition for a rematch mm. because of the penalty. They didn't agree with it. Yeah. But even Splinters Walton thought it was a penalty, and that's good enough for me. Yeah, that's right. He was really hedging his bet, so he was desperate for the decision to be made, so he didn't have to say the words. For me, that is a penalty. He did actually say it, to he be did. fair He did. At gunpoint, I think. <laughs> I think the head of ITV Sport went in with a loaded revolver and said, tell us what you think, Peter. Do not say only time will tell. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Jorginho can send Italy into the final. Unai Simon waits for Spain. Jorginho right-footed. Oh, audaciously done. And Jorginho has done it for Italy. Calmly rolls in the penalty. And the Azzurri spin onto the Wembley turf in celebration. Roberto Mancini's team are heading into the final. Spain are left distraught. But yet again, Italy have come up with a way to win. It is Forza Italia all the way to the final. Yes, time to round up the latest Euros action on TalkSport brought to you by TradePoint. And, uh, yeah, a very cool penalty as always. Um, and let's hope it doesn't come to that, but you get a feeling it might. He missed might. a few for Chelsea, though. Yeah. Three last year. Yeah, well. Joining us in the studio, <laughs> always good to see Italian football expert here, of course, uh, for the little matter of the Euro 2020 final. Tancredi Palmieri, Tank, good to see you. Buongiorno, guys. Oh. I say this from the bottom of my heart. Last time we saw in presence was at Russia 2018 right. in a cosy Moscow bar. Yeah. And, I would say this. I, I don't want. I don't want to bring down the tone of the of the show. <laughs> I would say these three years in the meanwhile have been pretty intense. Yeah. So seeing you live, it's uh, it's lovely great. to see you in the flesh again. Yes. yes, it is lovely to see you. And uh, we were saying that you, you made a very good point. We, you know, there's been a lot of chat about the fact that you know we've all been through something terrible, and the, if we win the tournament, it'll be. A, Great, but that applies to Italy too. It applies to every country it in Europe. It applies to everybody. Yes, yeah. I, I, I was mentioning this before. Uh, so, uh, in it, when I'm live in Italy, many are saying this, and sometimes I say, "If we win it, I say we deserve this." But doesn't England deserve this? Doesn't Belgium deserve this? Mm. We have beaten Belgium in the quarterfinals. Belgium is one of the European countries with the highest uh, with that, that had the highest death rating. We all deserve this. To, to win this but actually let me say that we all deserved to have Euro 2020 back again again I don't want to bring down the tone of the show mm. let's say that the greatest thing of this Euro 2020 is that on Sunday one side or the other will spare a tear or of joy or of sorrow for losing or for winning but the great fact is that we will spare the tear for what is the most important thing of the not important thing, football. Sure. And it is an achievement. So let's cherish that achievement because uh, we've been, we have given us granted too many things in the past. So uh, this, is, this is good. Let's cherish this. Sure. Let's cherish this. Absolutely. I especially, for, I mean, especially us because this yeah. is rare. If it's, well, it's, it is. You're, you're more used to it than us reaching <laughs> finals. Tank. We're, but, we're but not used to it at all. You've watched a lot of tournament football. Yeah. I mean, the football has been good, hasn't it? It's been, there have been some terrific games, I think. I have to say, until the knockout stage, uh, it was very exciting, but technically was not good, in my opinion. It's mm. my personal opinion. Yeah, fair enough. I saw the same path as Russia 2018. Like, exciting games, but so many blunders. And also, you know what, if you look carefully, the stars, the football stars, don't decide anymore a thing. If we look until, uh, uh, let's say, uh, 2012, 2000, always there was a football star that was the trademark of a tournament. Maradona, Matteus, Zico, Romario, uh, Zidane, uh, Iniesta, Xavi, whatever. From, I would say, mid-2010 and on, uh, you don't see anymore the football stars branding uh, a tournament. I believe that the lower level has increased, the higher level has decreased. Mm. Then Kane needed a lot 
to start to kick in the tournament. Italy don't really have a football star. Uh, Spain don't really have a football star. Denmark had missed Ericsson. Mm. Uh, for a long time, even when the, the team, a team was not winning, but it was a tournament, I don't know, of the Cristiano Ronaldo, of the Figo, Rui Costa, whatever, Thomas Muller. The football stars don't decide anymore a thing. I believe that the, the technical quality has lowered. Not the excitement. The excitement if you, mm. you told me you were... Uh, oh, that, a, but you didn't think Tuesday was a technically f- great game? I yes, thought, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. Italy-Spain, well, look, even if it would end nil-nil with a goal scored in offside by the bottom, yeah. it would be excitement for me. <laughs> because Italy-Spain <laughs> Italy <and> Spain, <laughs> you know? we, we want to talk about the Italian team. And it, it, there's a good chance, we were talking mm. to Jonathan Wilson yesterday, myself and Max, and, you know, in some ways he was suggesting 3-4-3, with Mason Mount uh, as uh, the the man on the right of the three up top, so effectively playing with two strikers, um, we could out Italy. Italy. Um, he felt that was our best way to win it. How do you think Italy will approach it? We've seen Italy brilliant under Mancini on the front foot. We saw them struggle a bit against uh, uh, um, Austria. You can tell us why. And we saw in Spain they couldn't play their own game, so they had to find another way to win. Yeah, uh, nobody's playing every game exactly in the same way along a tournament. Seven games, uh, very difficult in one month. Uh, you always at least have one stopover, at least one game where you struggle to impose your game. Uh, Italy was at the middle with Spain. Spain outplayed them, but the, uh, the creativity and the ball possession is not enough to win a game. You know it also to be consistent, you need also to create. If you look at the end of Italy-Spain, the amount of chances they both had were exactly the same. Mm. And Italy wasn't just playing counter-attack, but just didn't manage to play their football as normally they do and as Spain does. But you need all the skills to win a tournament. Mm. Um, England suffered against Denmark. Sure. The good thing for them was that, not only that was that referee, but also that <laughs> actually they were solid enough and they were... They had mind solidity enough to resist to that. Because, you know, they went down for the first time in the tournament. So... It was like, okay, now let's test how how tough you are. And Mm. nine minutes, they were back already into the game. So you have to respect that. But there isn't a single team that isn't struggling struggling at least least in one game. What I'm saying is that if Italy would have won two, three games in a row playing defensively, I would be worried. Mm. Can be your mark. But one time, it can happen. Because you experience every kind of things in a tournament. Sure. It's true. The, uh, of course, we both have a very active press of hyping up the game and uh, the Italian press are fantastic, aren't they? They definitely think see a conspiracy in what happened on Wednesday night, even to the point where... Uh, it was UEFA's thank you to, to, uh, Boris. to Boris for, yeah. for <laughs> killing off the Super League and Gazetta della Sport. I can tell you that uh, uh, they have taken down the article from uh, the uh, web right? <laughs> and actually also Corriere dello Sport talked about an English soup like saying they have cooked up something, you know? (laughs) To be honest, I've seen a lot of Italians criticizing this Mm. because I agree that it wasn't, it could not be a penalty, especially I don't understand how the the VAR could uh, validate it after seeing that there was a second ball on the pitch that was just less than a meter from where Sterling passed by, the law is saying interfering, but doesn't mean interfering only touching one player or touching the other ball. If one player is running next to the other ball, of course it's interfering. But anyway, I don't think it's a conspiracy. And many Italians, I have to tell you, the article was taken down because there were hundreds of Italians protesting and saying, what is this? Come on. We... The the referee was uh, did a mistake possibly, hmm. but from that to a conspiracy, it's a different leap. Sure. And so many, I would say, are not following that path. And I have to say, I like that because until some time ago, if you would say conspiracy and it was on your side, you would just oh, run behind that. <laughs> and see, this looks like. Hmm. Uh, the public opinion is, is growing in level, and that it's, mm. it's a good thing. Finally, Tank, the, um, well, I think we both see a, a long attritional night. I don't see any goals in 90 minutes. I think it's going to be a very tense evening. Um, how, how are you viewing it? Look, uh, before the tournament started, I said uh, that the final would be France-England. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I'm not like just going there and say, oh, he's going against, he's saying in February for England just to, <laughs> to support Italy in, with the verse. Uh, with mind games. Um, 
I think it's going to be very tight, very leveled. I think that Southgate has surprised us game in, game out at every uh, game since uh, the Czech Republic one because he's always caring about the opponents. Not like, oh my God, they are making, giving, driving me mad so I don't know what to do. No, no, but adjusting to the opponent but respecting himself. So very leveled. I think it's going to be two extra time at least. At least. I don't know if penalties, but there are so many things in favour of England. So I would say that... Uh, I'd have an early goal myself. So would I. That would make such a up. difference it would in any make game. It, yeah, that's yes, true. The that, longer it goes on, that's the issue. That, but it? well, the early goal, not early, but anyway, in the first half hour of Denmark has changed the game. Yeah, I yeah. have to say also at the same time, I've been, I believe, uh, some 10 or 15 days in these Euros in London. Then I was travelling around. Um, it's... This, uh, it's coming home that is heard since <laughs> since the beginning, which the beginning I like. <clears throat> now it's like, seriously, it's uh, aside the fact that it was sounding more that it's diving home lately. No? Yeah, it's, it's, it's coming it's, Rome, I thought. It's coming <laughs> Rome, people no, have been going. That was sounding it's like it's a diving Rome <laughs> yeah. lately, yeah, diving home, but lately. Yeah. But I have to say, there was so much, there is so much, com so convinced. They almost. Uh, you, I would say you as English, uh, almost don't care like who is the next opponent. It's like believing. It's like a yeah. dogma. It's like a dogma of saying <laughs> it will happen. So I felt like I, I, this is a system, you know, it's mm. uh, uh, the system is thinking in that way. So the only thing I could do for Italy is try to be a blue, a blue, a bug in yeah. the system, a blue bug in the system. So that's why I'm saying the only thing I could do as today is 9th of July mm. and 9th of July is holy in Italy because it's right. the celebration of the World Cup we won in 2006 mm. on 9th of <laughs> okay. July. So the only thing I could do is to come on Talksport with, the, now you will see me a bit far because I have to wear it, with Italian shirt of 9th of July yes. and wear it live. It was the only way to try to... <laughs> he's, trying to he's trying to curse us. To sabotage <laughs> yeah. the English system from inside. Because he's, got, yeah. he's got that shirt and he's been wearing all the got on it, that one's got yeah. because, well, got free stuff because it was of the day yeah. of the, of the work. <laughs> oh. it's, the, it's the only way. I know it's 1% one, 1 against 99%. I know that. <laughs> but if I have 1% to play it, I'm in talk sport. That is the, the soul of English fan base everywhere so well tank we always we normally say enjoy the game we want you to enjoy the game <laughs> we just don't want you to win it but lovely to see you as always and we will Great. catch up with you soon have it's a good been time my pleasure guys good luck and, and, and to you as well, but my fingers are crossed. Uh, Tancredi Palmieri there. Joe Lysett joins us very shortly. Mark Housley on the uh, referee will be taking the game at the weekend. It's live on TalkSport, of course, on Sunday. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. We'll be chatting to Mark Housley, the former Premier League referee, a little bit later on about the man in charge on Sunday evening at Wembley. But first, Joe Lysett is... Uh, off on tour next year. Tickets are on sale now. I'm very pleased to see. Recording say. in progress. Indeed. It there is, she is. Yeah. She's she become a f familiar <laughs> voice. Who is she? She's his hype woman, I guess. Uh, are you, Joe? Hello. How are you? I'm ever so well. How are you guys? Yeah, we're, we're good. good. We're good. I, I should say Have that you heard I'm... the news? Have you heard the news? What, England in the final? It's coming home, lads. <laughs> yeah, of course, oh, right. okay. <laughs> of course, of course it's you. coming home. Yeah. We do slightly feel for David and Frank because if England win it, then that's that, isn't it? Really, you, you, there's no real need to play it ever again. No, that's true. We should stop at that point. Yeah, it, it is, it is true. true. I should say that I'm probably one of the few Talksport listeners to have watched the Great British Sewing Bee. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's the heartland. <laughs> well, I don't really, but my wife loves it, and I've been having to, you know. Watch what she likes to watch for the past few it's months. Very so. selfless. Of I know it's very selfless of me, and it was very enjoyable. Did you enjoy doing it? Oh yeah, it's um, it's a lovely program, isn't it? And they, gosh, they love to sew that lot. <laughs> I cannot tell you how much they love sewing. Has it improved your sewing? I mean, your sewing skills? No, no of course not. No, I've, I, 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 and I was coming from a very low standard. I would, I mean, what's what's less than zero <laughs> in terms of ability? I was there. And I haven't I haven't improved at all, uh, but that's, that's fine because the, those those around me have improved, and it's nice to watch that yeah. happen. And I've uh, just messed around while they've been doing proper sewing. Now you are touring next year, and how hard has it been to sort of write new material when really during lockdown all you ever want to kind of think about and all you can think about is lockdown. You think, well, 
when we, when we finally come back and tour by 2022, there's, there'll be a touch of that, but it won't dominate. So it's, is it quite hard to, to, to write at a time when one subject is dominating everything that's going on? Uh, to a degree, but actually I find it hard to write full stop. So you can make your excuses regardless <laughs> of what's going on in the world around you. Oh, I can't write because it's a Thursday and I had one glass of wine last night. I mean, I'll, I'll come up with all sorts of reasons why I mm. can't write. But actually, it's uh, it's hard, and it should be hard because it's it's not um, it's it's the most sort of arduous part of the whole job for me. It's like constructing the show, and I love it, and it's really exciting when things come off. But there's just a lot of trial and error, and a lot of that's and that's the that's what makes it hard. Actually, is the fact that you can't get out and gig in the way that you used to because mm. I learn and improve by doing and by gigging, you know, back to back. So I've not been able to do that. Um, for a long time but gigs are opening now and things are getting better yeah and um yeah i never i didn't do any of the zoom gigs i sort of avoided that i just sort of felt like do you know what i don't i can't be like basically i couldn't be bothered yeah i thought i can't I, I i don't know how this works i know lots of people were very successful with them but i just i was over it before it even started you were also part of what I thought was one of the best lockdown TV programmes, which was Grayson's Art Club, and uh, I think you made a couple of appearances at least. And uh, yeah. I was really surprised that it didn't get a shout for the awards, you know, because I thought it was such a brilliant use of, a, you know, in a difficult time of TV and, and how it can work and how it can be effective. Yeah, it was one of my favourite things I've ever been involved in. I'm so um, thrilled. Oh. oh, we lost Joe. And the winter ends. Oh, hello. Oh, we got you back. back. Sorry, you were saying you were thrilled doing it. You dipped out. You said you were here. You're thrilled to have done it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, thrilled to have done it. And got to go to the exhibition, which was um, a real treat. And Mm. I recommend it's in Manchester for uh, next few months, I think. So, yeah, if you you get a chance to go, it's kind of moving, actually, going to see it in real life and seeing all of the work that um, was submitted. It's, yeah, it's a brilliant thing. Now, the other thing about your live shows is the, the uh, titles of them. We had Some Lice It Hot. Um, <laughs> if Joe Lice It, then you should have put a ring on it. That's the way. Yeah. Aha, aha, Joe Lice It. Yeah. I'm about yeah. to lose control, and I think Joe Lice It. So what have you gone for this time? This one is more, more, more. How do you lice it? How do you lice it? <laughs> it's the longest one to date. It doesn't fit on a ticket. They can't print it on the ticket. <laughs> I mean, I'm just aware. Are others are you rejected? I mean, there. I suppose there is. I lice it. I lice it, isn't there? There's oh, that Jerry song. and the pacemaker. Jerry and the pacemaker. Yeah, There's I a few more you can mine. Yeah. Drop it, lice it, hot. Oh, that's um, quite nice. Yeah. That was good, yeah. A few out there. So I've got a few more tours in me. It'd be <laughs> great if someone like Ed Sheeran could do a, like a number one banger that has lice that's like <laughs> it in the title. That would that would be so that I've got, you know, at least. Yeah, it would be very useful. Adele. I'd settle for Adele. Maybe Stormzy, if Stormzy did something with I like it in there, yeah. I'd be thrilled. Um, but, but, you know, I've got another couple in me. Yeah. I only do it for once every sort of four or five years. So, you know, and by the time I've done the next two, how old will I be? About 40, 45, 50. So I'll, I'll be ready to retire by well, You'll be playing golf then by those years. That stage, I'll right? You're on the golf, I'll be, on the golf I'll be an old woman in a chair by then. <laughs> we, we should talk about your, because we heard about this early in, in when we were up in Birmingham, your, yeah. your love of West Brom, your newfound love. Well, love it. Ah. You'll be back. Be back. Be back. Massive be... supporter of West Brom said yeah. that they're the best team. Hello, oh, yeah, Hello. Yeah, we you're are. back. So sorry, sorry that's... Uh, we we um we met yeah. your friend yeah. Karen. We interviewed your friend Karen, who, who made you a Baggies fan uh, while we were yes. up in Birmingham. And uh, oh, yeah. I see. Mm. Yeah, it's her fault. But she said they're the best, and they've just aren't. <laughs> she was she was lying to you. <laughs> she lied. She lied to me, and I was like, "All right, great. I'll I'll support the best one then." She, she, absolute nonsense. So what, what I it, went to one and a half games. I mentioned it on Sunday brunch that I was a, a, a supporter of West Brom, hmm. and I'm now on their Wikipedia as a notable fan. Yeah, of course. The notable fans is someone who's been to one and a half games. Have they invited you to matches? They want you on the pitch at half time. I'm having a chat and all that. Have they done any of that? Yes, they've been very nice. Yeah, they've been mm. very kind. I went with Adrian Charles and Frank Skinner to the to one of the matches. Wow, and that, was, yeah. that was a nice experience. Yeah, they, they go every week, of course. And, and were you going to? Are you going to watch on mm, Sunday? Yeah. Are you? Will you be watching the game? 
I will be watching the game. Although I found the semi-final so stressful, mm. I had to go and have a bath. I watched the extra time in the bath because I just couldn't cope with it. <laughs> That's but, an interesting um, one. <laughs> absolutely, I'll be there. I, yeah. I can't miss it. Well, England won, and if sort of superstition, uh, you know, in football <laughs> and all sports. So really, ideally, if, if, it, if it, go and have a bath in the second half, as they, it sounds like some sort of slogan oh, okay. I've come up with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, England. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you, you yeah, might I'm need to do have that. A whenever. So, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it for England. I'll bathe for England. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Joe, we wish you well with the tour. Tickets are on sale now. You're going to kick off in Plymouth next March. But look out for you doing warm-up gigs uh, as, you, as, you hone, as you hone the set, yeah? Yeah, and also, if you are wondering where to go and watch the show, mm. Newcastle Arena is a 10,000-seater, and I've sold 150 tickets. So if, <laughs> if you could come along to Newcastle Arena, yeah. that would be great. It's not Thank till you. September. You've got until next May. Yeah. Just, just yeah. Yeah, look, dump, dump West Brom and support Newcastle. That's I mean, that, you'll, 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 you'll fell out. You'll sell out there, Lovely. definitely. Yeah. Let's go, Alan Shearer. That's, <laughs> let's go, Alan Shearer. That's, that's, yeah, I'd open with that and then, then see where you yeah, go from thanks there. So. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> thanks, guys. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Uh, it's certainly a night Sunday to have two tellies in two different rooms because there's going to be a fair few rows going on, I would think. Because fo- everybody be watching, football, except for my wife. Football on both <laughs> sides, isn't it? Um, yeah. Joining us now to chat about that and uh, his appearance tonight in EastEnders oh, yeah. uh, is uh, former Spurs, Pompey and West Ham manager, Harry Redknapp. Hi, Harry. Hi, lads. How you doing? Good, good thank you. Yeah, you, good, you, good. I, I was reading a little bit of you today where you were saying uh, you and the missus, uh, she'll, be, she'll be in the other room watching one telly, you'll be on your own watching the game. Yeah, yeah, I like to watch it on my own, Paul. You know, I'm quite happy sitting there, just a nice cup of tea and concentrate on the game. And uh, my, my, my missus is not mad at me. She'll watch the football, and I think a game like this, for sure, the semi-final the other night, she was in there like most people watching it. So, But uh, probably will watch it on separate TVs. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, three have been looking into it, haven't they? They've been looking about uh, about there were those fights over the remote. Yeah, yeah, they've got they've got the TV peace treaty where they're going (laughs) to they're going to if you buy their home broadband you uh, you get a free television. So it's uh, you'll have two TVs in your house. It will stop plenty of domestics, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You're a man after my own heart. I like to watch the game on my own as well. I mean, I don't mind with a couple of people, but this sort of thing of watching on mass, you you can't really get into the game. I suppose you get into the the supporting and the the feeling. The atmosphere, but concentrating on the match as a spectacle. Is that what you prefer? You just like to kind of concentrate on it as a game of football? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I just... I, I find it difficult if you've got a big group of people and... And no, listen. Maybe, maybe I'm making stupid comments as well. But certainly, I do find a lot of people say stupid things around you. Uh, and it's probably why I never sat in the director's box. Um, I used to, you know, sitting up there and hearing some of the things that, you know, their their idea of what was happening was. I found it. I, I did once. It lasted half a game, and I thought that's not for me, you know. Um, so no, I like to sit on my own and just to to watch the match. And I think Sunday's going to be a great day for us all. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you feel a bit. I mean, we funny. We spoke to Stephanie Moore yesterday, and we and we talked about you know that. Yeah. So yeah, many of those boys that, that you yeah. play with were were Martin Peters and Jeff Hurst in that West yeah. Ham team that became like immortals, really. And these boys have got an opportunity to, to to join those ranks, haven't they? Really. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know when you look back on that, and uh, you know what a day that was. You know, Jeff scoring three goals it was amazing. Fancy scoring a hat trick in a World Cup final mm. in England. Beyond belief, you know, and Martin and Bobby. So yeah, I was lucky to be playing with them at the time. But this group now are, are making their own history. They've been, uh, you know, I think that come Sunday night, I, I just got such a strong feeling that with the crowd behind us and Wembley, the atmosphere. I just, I, I can't see us not winning. I really do fancy yeah. us. Did it become different around them, especially Bobby, because he was the captain and the golden yeah. boy? But, I mean, you've had a bit of this. You did I'm a Celebrity, and I'm sure a lot more people recognise you now that didn't before, that aren't football people. Yeah, so that absolutely. must have been the same with, with them three. Suddenly, they were very recognisable faces just beyond football, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Yeah, I mean, Bobby was, as you say, Bobby was a big star. You know, everybody knew him, and... Uh, he was just a special guy anyway. He just had, he was, I've never met anyone like Moro. He was just pure class, you know, as a player and, and on and off the pitch. 
And when they talk about knighthoods now, how you never got a knighthood, I'll never know. Yeah. It's, it was incredible, really. But um, so no, the lads now they they they've made themselves real. You know, everybody. It's great to see the kids all dressed up in their football kits. You know, going mm. to get my newspapers this morning. It was a young girl coming along with her two little kids. They both got their their England kits on. It's a lovely feeling around at the moment. It's, and this is what the boys have done for us. Yeah. And as a manager, you must admire Gareth and what he's done. It's, it's not an easy job, is it, the England job? No, difficult job. He's done a, done a great job. You know, we all pick different teams. And let's be honest, halfway through the tournament, you know, there's a lot of people moaning about how boring we were and, you know, and the teams he was picking. But it has football. It changes overnight. Suddenly you go and beat Germany and suddenly it's... Uh, we're all fantastic again, but getting drawing with Scotland, it was like he was probably that close from getting pelters again off of everybody, the media and everybody else. So, but no, he's he's stuck to his guns. He's picked the team that he felt would do the job. Not everybody agrees with him, but it doesn't matter. He has to stand by what he believes in, and and he's he's been strong in his beliefs, and so far so good. He's picked the team that's done the job. His easiest decision probably will be on Sunday, where. Ten of them pick themselves, really. There's yeah. just one position up for grabs. Who? I know mean, that that yeah. one position in the in the three, yeah. really, which yeah. is interchanged. I mean, where, where yeah. was, we talked yesterday about about even putting Mason Mount there. Uh, how important he could be in that right side of the three. I mean, that would take out an attacking cog, but um, it, it's going to be a difficult one. Where they go three at the back. We were talking about three four three yesterday potentially because there's a lot of pace around that Italian side that we have to be wary of. Yeah, I don't know whether he, I don't know whether he would um, change the system again for this game. I, I felt he'd probably be quite happy the way the lot, you know, it went the other night, um, and he'd probably he'd probably leave ten of the positions probably as they are. And I think he might just go with the same team. I mean, Lad Sacco did well, didn't he? Mm. You know, he's come in and showed great ability at times on the ball and made things happen. So. Um, I would think he'll probably stick with him. So I, I wouldn't. I would think he'll be the same starting lineup. Yeah. And the, I, ben, the bench strength is amazing. The depth yeah. is incredible. Oh, I mean, it's a dream for a manager. Crazy, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you, I mean, I've sat in the past. I've had teams in the past where you look round and think, what can I do here? We're in trouble. <laughs> and you look round, you go, oh my god, we're in deeper trouble. We should only look round, you know. <laughs> but uh, no, when you look at this this group, it's fantastic. I mean, the options everywhere just outstanding young players and the good thing is you know you can see us being a real force to in terms of winning things for the next 10 years in all honesty with mm. you know the boy Bellingham what is he 17 18 yeah I mean it's incredible isn't it so many great young players emerging at the, at the same time the future's got to be great for English football, yeah. for, for the England national team. We're going to have to be canny, though, against Italy. They're a good side. Uh, and yeah. I think most people now appreciate they trust the manager. And if, you know, we're not going to go gung-ho, yeah. we're not going to go charging at them and leaving great big gaps at the back. We're going to have to be patient. Chiesa's pretty had a good tournament. It's yeah. pretty special, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, they are, they, I mean, Mancini's done a great job with them, hasn't he, since he took over. They've turned it, he's turned it around, and now they're on this incredible unbeaten run. Uh, I must admit, when I watched the semi-final, I thought Spain. I started to fear Spain more than Italy. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, I don't know if I want. At first, I thought we want we want Spain to win, you know. But then, as longer the game went on, I thought, well, I don't know if Spain might give us a bigger problem than than, than Italy would. I thought Spain looked very useful, but uh, no, you'll never get an easy game with Italy for sure. They'll be. They'll be well organised and they'll be dangerous. It's it's a it's a real tight game, but, yeah. but I do think we can win. Are you expecting a long night, extra time, and pens? Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me in the least. You know, if it's a, if it's a if it's a long one, and again, you know, the other night I'm looking at us and thinking, who's going to take our penalties before we got the penalty that yeah. Harry took? You know, I thought we've got a few decent penalty takers. You know, you're looking for people in your team who might be good at taking penalties and. We've probably got a few there. I'm sure Gareth, you know, it depends how the game's going. Hopefully we'll finish them off before then. But if it does go to that, then you start looking. As you get towards the end of the game, you've got to make sure that you leave your possibly good penalty takers on. And it's all, you know, everything like that's going to be a play a major part. You know, I felt the Danes the other night, I thought they made some mistakes, really. To end up with 10 men in, in, in extra time, 
you know, it was crazy, really. Yeah, yeah. you don't keep one up your sleeve. Yeah, when you got six subs for that late period yeah, of the game. Yeah. Mm. Uh, finally, Harry. So, but, I mean, Gareth's got it all right so far. Absolutely. You're in. You're in EastEnders tonight, having a pint at, outside the. Yeah. Vic. That, <laughs> outside the Vic. <laughs> Did you have many lines? Yeah. No, not many, thank God. We, we could still be there now filming it. <laughs> it was hard enough with doing about five lines. But uh, no, it was funny. People used to say to me, oh, what are you doing next, Harry? I said, well, I'll probably end up in EastEnders because I'm from the East End. Yeah. And uh, so people all used to, and suddenly I got a phone call from the, the producers and that said, look, we'd love you to come and have a little walk-on cameo part, oh. you know. And it was good fun, yeah. They were great. The people in it were good to me and we had a we had a good day a really good experience Fantastic. i enjoyed it and is Brilliant. it a real pint oh, in corrie they used to give you cold tea uh they, is that a real pint they had i don't know do you, i've never drunk a glass of beer in my whole life wow never really never ever never ever ever i sipped it once i think when i was about 16 didn't like the taste of it never drunk it again wow. so uh, when he offered me a i walked in and said can i have a pint please it was like i don't even know what a pint of beer is <laughs> i wouldn't know how much it is um, uh, yeah, no, I'm not a, not a, not, I, I, I like a glass of wine with me dinner and that's about me really. I'm not, yeah. a, not a big drinker. And, and will you become the older, we should ask yeah. Harry, I mean, in the old days with Bobby and they were legendary drinkers, yeah. you know, did they, oh so, yeah. What, you have a glass of Bacardi. wine in, old Bacardi, right? No, yeah. Bacardi, yeah. no, Bacardi back in, you know, suddenly people started going to Spain and Bacardi and Coke became the drink, oh, yeah, didn't I remember they? that, yeah. So I used to drink <laughs> plenty of Bacardi and Coke. <laughs> but um, but no, Bobby and the boys, we'd all be around the Black Lion pub mm. uh, by half past five on a Saturday night. We'd be in Plasto in the Black Lion or the Baker's Arms around the corner. Yeah. That was it. We'd all be all the whole. We'd all be in there having a drink with all the punters and our mates. And you know, it was brilliant. Great great times. You know, good music. The music of the sixties and seventies mm. and all the Motown stuff. And yeah, and Chelsea. You know, Chelsea were the same. I think all them boys will be up the King's Road and. Mm. So, yeah, I think that was a big culture, wasn't it, in football back yeah. in them days? It was win or lose, we're on the booze. That was the phrase, was the thing, wasn't it? Win or yeah. lose on the booze, yeah. yeah. Tottenham, they, they, Tottenham's a great double-winning team. Yeah, with Dave Mackay, what a player he was. Uh, I mean, I think they used to all get to the pub just up the end of the road. Yeah, so in the corner the, pin, the, wouldn't they? The punters, the, yeah, yeah, the punters would come in and they'd have a drink with them. And, yeah. You couldn't imagine that now, could you, really? It's very different. There was a great story, very quickly, Cliff Jones told. They all, he had a few beers, and every, all the Spurs players were telling Cliff he should go and tell Bill Nicholson how good a player he was, and he wanted more money. So a bit of Dutch courage. <laughs> Cliff just went over from the corner, been back into the club. And uh, he, he, I think he got a mouthful. It didn't work Didn't work out particularly well. He would do. <laughs> Off of Bill Nick. I could imagine Bill Nicholson definitely giving him a mouthful. Yeah. mouthful. But the players lived back in them days. I mean, the players lived... You know, very close to the football grounds, didn't mm. they? John Bond played at West Ham for 20-odd years. Great right back. He lived 100 yards from the front entrance of West Ham football ground wow, in a little amazing. terraced house. Never moved. Spent his whole career there, you know? Amazing. Isn't it? But that's how it was in them days. A lot of the players would get on the bus with the fans, didn't have cars. Yeah. It was, and, you know... Well, great, we, we look forward to time. seeing you in EastEnders tonight and enjoy the game, Harry, Good. Uh, on Sunday. All the All best. right, thanks, guys. Great talking to you. Take Brilliant. it easy. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. Uh, you may recall that a couple of conversations with uh, some guys that were crowdfunding, um, putting together a colour, proper colour version of the 1966 World Cup, and we were very pleased to say, possibly your help as well. You got involved, there was all sorts of incentives to do so. Uh, they got the money they needed, and it's going to be shown on Channel 4 this weekend. That's uh, good, it, completely restored and in color. The 66 World so Cup, so not goal, the film that was color. No, this is no. the original TV broadcast, which has been uh, much like the They Shall Not Grow Old, the Peter Jackson sort of led film. Yeah. A lot of the guys, no, I remember worked when it was on happening, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's going to be shown in uh, the first time that old match has ever been shown. Is it the uh, Kenneth Wolfson version or it's, Hugh it's Johns? It's the Hugh Johns commentary. Hugh Johns, oh, it's never quite uh, the same, was it? At the end, well, it, yes, yes, he has, they yeah. have, he has, yes, he has, yes. and that's it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. That's what Hugh says, yeah. But anyway, good, really. It's um, it it should be fascinating to see it all in colour. So if you want to get in the mood uh, tomorrow, it's Channel Four. You, I mean, letters to tabloid newspapers aren't great at the best of times, but mm. during this tournament, they have reached a new low. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. This one, this bloke wrote to the starter. They, 
First time I've ever seen Gareth Southgate laugh. Miserable bleep. <laughs> I think that's very much the, 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 the mood of the nation at the moment. I think he summed it up for all of us. Why would you print that? <laughs> Throw it away. Put well, it in look, the shredder. It's an alternative view. We take, it's a broad church, oh, Andy. Dear, I mean, oh, dear. You know. um, apparently, um, this tournament has seen an awful lot of people are popping into A&E with twisted knees, they've broken legs, concussion, because people decide to jump us for goalposts. People come out the pub... They find a football and they have a kickabout oh, and they're really? getting injured. Yeah, the the hospital's been saying, <laughs> look, with, it's tough enough to cope at the moment as it is. Players like Harry Maguire and Raheem Sterling trained for years to tackle and defend and score goals, said a spokesperson. So they're asking you not just to, if you're a bit overweight and out of shape and haven't oh, yeah. kicked a ball in 10 years, don't put your laces through one. Um, because uh, you're likely to pull something. But cuts and scrapes, they say, can be treated at home. Please don't come into hospital with minor problems, going to have enough to, but probably with all the drunks, they're going to have enough to do on Sunday. I'm quite fascinated by these people who say they're not going to watch the match like that idiot MP, but also mm. Gino De Campo. Gino's not going to watch it. He said he can't decide what to watch because he's Italian born and UK based. So he said he's decided to go fishing. No, you haven't. <laughs> Yeah, I bet you haven't. That's rubbish, isn't it? Sure. And well done to Max uh, Stanford. Uh, who, everybody's got their own way of celebrating yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, final. And Max is a competitive eater, and he ate 200 biscuits in less than 40 minutes. Yeah, I know. So everybody's got their own way of marking it, it, haven't they? His ambition is to take part in the Coney Island... Uh, yeah. Did you watch that in the end? It was I good. did, yeah. It was sensational. Yeah, sensational, He ate Jaffa Cakes Oreos and uh, Chips Ahoy cookies, a uh, total of 11,000 <laughs> calories. He's about three stone ringing wet. Like know, a lot he said of he had a bit of a sugar rush afterwards I'm not surprised the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast I'm sure they're doing a roaring trade on all things Italian in uh, Scotland shirts flags you won't be able to buy a famous Italian deli in Edinburgh but they're really busy oh yeah that's right you won't be able to buy a pizza for love nor money um, plenty of uh, friends of the show, Scots, have told us, you know, if you won something again, I think I'd have to emigrate. Is it that bad? Uh, let's find is. out now. From someone <laughs> we met up with when we were in Glasgow at the start of the tournament, Susie McCabe, uh, comedian. Good afternoon, Susie. Good afternoon, lads. Oh. How are you both? We're pr- well, look, we're quite buoyant. Um, last time we <laughs> saw you, it was right on the eve of Scotland's opening game, wasn't it, against the, the Czech? Uh, yeah, Czech Republic were also upbeat, weren't we, at the time, hoping for the best, and it didn't pan out. But how are you viewing this this England game? What's what's your feelings? I am looking at buying a house on the moon. Of course you are. Uh, you know, lads, I'll be honest, I've actually, I, I think it's been a great tournament, and I think, you know, for by the media and stuff, it is quite difficult not to like Gareth Southgate and not to like those England players because ultimately when you're a football fan you watch, you know, the Premier League every week, yeah. right? So so you know these players and all that and it's just, oh, it'll be unbearable if you win. <laughs> yeah, but you will be able to say, and let's be honest, I mean, Scotland probably given England their hardest game. I thought Scotland were the better team that night. Yeah. And, you know, you can take... Comfort in that Would that be any solace to say, yeah, but you know, you might have won it, but um, was there was only one team you couldn't beat on the way? No, because <laughs> <laughs> you've beaten Germany, and that would also mean that you've beaten Italy. So I think that would give you more kudos than us holding you to a draw. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's uh, I've got one for you though this weekend. If you don't fancy the football, it's the European Stone Stacking Championships in Edinburgh. Oh, okay. So that that could get that could be about three hundred thousand there if, it, if it's <laughs> on at the same time. As a glass region, I would probably prefer England winning the Euros than having to spend a Sunday night in Edinburgh. To get <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. But uh, our, our old mate Ali Ross always says that you know the trouble is it's just not winning it. It's the fact you're going to go on about it for fifty yeah. f- fifty five years. Yeah, enough, that's probably a bit harsh because I don't think we've I don't think we talk much about sixty six. <laughs> I don't think we generally dwell on that. It happened and we, we kind of let it go years ago. I think that's fair, isn't it, Susie? Yeah, you sang a song about a tournament that you hosted and didn't win 25 years ago about a tournament you hosted and did win 55 years ago. <laughs> you know, that, oh, 
No, it just it, it can't happen for for our sanity in this country, please. No, <laughs> but I do think if there was a referendum within six months, it would probably be a very clear and open majority towards independence. Yeah. <laughs> when the Euros, regardless of how people feel about that politically, they go, no, that's enough. Well, we've seen plenty of sort of political opportunism around the tournament already here. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if Nicola Sturgeon's thinking this this could be our moment. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Yeah. yeah, I've noticed that Pretty Patel's taking a real interest in football, as has Boris Johnson. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they love football. <laughs> Boris Johnson uh, wearing a football top over a shirt is the most PE teacher from the 1970s thing I have ever seen. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of love for Italy. I mean, obviously, Glasgow and Edinburgh and a lot of Scotland's got big uh, Italian um, uh, population, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, massive, massive, you know, uh, loads of... And, you know, loads of really good kind of restaurants and cafes and stuff in both Italy and Edinburgh and long-standing... You know, in the area that I stay in, I think we've got an Italian restaurant that's like almost 125 years, 126 years old. Wow. Uh, so there's always been a real strong link between Scotland and Italy, but I think uh, I think it's going to be even stronger this weekend. I think, <laughs> I think you know, we'll probably all be watching Goodfellas in the morning, <laughs> but a Godfather in the afternoon, some Italian lager and some, and then some deep fried pizza. Yeah, I guess deep and the pepperonis, they'll, they'll be they'll be the Morettis, they'll be selling well, won't they? I reckon. Yes, yes, I think this will be the the, the worst week in tenants' history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where where are you going to watch the game? Uh, I'm going to watch it with some mates. Four of us are going to watch it, and we are going to have Italian lager and pizza. <laughs> of course, you are. Yeah. It's, it's, it's some sort of omen. It's just, it's yes, just by doing that, you'll somehow bock England. But uh... pretty much. Pretty yeah. much that's what we're going to do. Uh, I'll maybe pretend to be Joe Pesky and Goodfellas. Someone else can be Al Pacino or De Niro. We'll just go on and on. Yeah. <laughs> so it definitely, from what you've said, if they do an open-top bus uh, and if they win at England, it should definitely stop at Hadrian's Wall, should it? You think it should <laughs> turn round there? Don't 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 cross the border. No, no. Don't. I, look, do you know, it's such a thing as well. It's just, we would just, it's just, we'll just never hear the end of it. Can you just imagine? <laughs> like, like, they'll probably try and wheel the Queen out in England top. It just has to stop. It just has to stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to see the Queen in an England top. Imagine the what Queen. What a great thought. The Queen. They could Photoshop it on. I don't think they would. She'd have a dresser, wouldn't they? They'd put yeah. it on. They'd want to mess her hair up, you know. Then she'd put it on. If you can land the Queen in a stadium for the Olympics, you can get her in an England top of talent. That's very true, yeah, because you could parachute in before kickoff. Instead yeah. of bringing it out in that little car, the Queen could deliver it in an England top, <laughs> stick it on the centre circle, yeah. That would be fantastic, bike. wouldn't it? Good stuff. Well, Sounds good to me. She comes to Scotland for the rugby. When mm. Princess Anne comes in for Scotland at the rugby, because she's a big Scotland rugby fan. So, you know... I, I think, you know, horses for courses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look, enjoy, enjoy it. It's, well, I, no, I don't mean that, because if you enjoy it, we won't, because we'll lose and, and Italy will win. But, well, um, listen, genuinely, and I, I do mean this genuinely, and tell my English mates and stuff like that, all the very best. And and you know what? It's just jealousy, because success is an amazing thing. And getting to a final, I remember Celtic getting to Seville and what a journey that was, and this is a great journey. So... I genuinely hope that you don't win, but if you do, I'm really pleased for you all and I just hope you have an absolute great time and just have a good game and enjoy it and not lose it in penalties. No, no. That... <laughs> she said with glee. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's so sweet. That would be the yeah, best way right. to lose I'll remind us. you of that when they, the, the video emerges of you and your mates throwing pizza out the window, <laughs> jumping about when, when Jorginho scores the penalty. So... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Susie. All the very best, lads. Take yeah, care. Brilliant, Susie. Thanks. Uh, comedian Susie McCabe there. I think speaking for uh, the Scottish nation, I don't blame her for that. Would we be any different if Scotland were in it? Of course we wouldn't. So um, no. very magnanimous of her at the end. Mm.
Um, that little car, we saw it come on again, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, there's quite a lot of responsibility in controlling that mm. because if you take out Harry Kane or Giorgio Colleen, <laughs> can, you, can you imagine it? It's suddenly yeah. they're standing there. You've got to get a bit of a wheel spin on that. You lose control. It the is good, is, the car. Yeah, and it goes smashing, it. Into the kids one of, love that. smashing into one of the players. Yeah, mm. it's, uh, okay. I'll get you one of those. You could fit in that, couldn't you? <laughs> I could, yeah. Drive it to work. It'd be brilliant. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. We'll continue the build-up to uh, Sunday's um, Euro Championship final between England and Italy. Throughout the show, of course, into the evening, throughout the weekend, let's not mess about. It's, no. it's going to be the main focus, well, I think, understandably, it. as it is for all of us. Uh, Martin Bell and Johnny Sperling will join us. They've updated Sven, Sven, Sven. We'll play you a bit of that now. Razor Ruddock got involved and Jim Proudfoot, your commentator on Sunday at Wembley will be joining us as well, plus the clips of the week. But first, that music, of course, signals the arrival of squad number nine, uh, king of overnights. It is uh, Martin Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin. Very good afternoon to you two boys. Um, Yeah, very much looking forward to an Italian victory this weekend, uh, (laughs) by which, of course, I mean Matteo Berrettini, who's Ah. currently two sets up at uh, Wimbledon against uh, Hurkacz, the Mm. uh, Polish guy. And uh, if you remember, a couple of weeks ago, I got a volley of abuse from, uh, and I use the word volley advisedly, <laughs> a volley of abuse from somebody on Twitter for talking about tennis, mm. saying, we don't want to hear about that. Nobody gives a, and then there was a speech after that. It might be Andy. Well, it might, it might yeah. have been you, Andy, but it was somebody else using a different name. Uh, and I did say at the time, Matteo Berrettini, 20 right. to 1. He's got a fantastic serve. He's got a brilliant forehand. Um, he's worth about 20 to 1 each way. Well, it's an interesting with, double, isn't it? Berrettini, Italy. It's also a very interesting way to deal with trolls. Someone abuses you, and rather than Martin blocking him, he says, why don't you have 20 to 1 on Berrettini? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's precisely. Very, that's very good of you. To I mean, he's, he's virtually into the finals. The so. troll, t- Martin um, Kellner, troll tipster. That's fantastic. Correct. Give him a hard time, and he'll give you he'll give you a winning bet. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Anyway, I've got it each way, so even Ooh. if he loses to uh, Djokovic, I mean, oh. I'm assuming he's going to come through this afternoon, but uh, mm. there you are. There's uh, also a football match on obviously as well involving Italy which I suspect uh, you may have mentioned Mm. I don't want to talk too much about ITV's coverage of the semi-final Um, rather than uh, except to say the high spot was Neil Diamond uh, live from his beautiful home in Colorado, mm. which I would hope has a diamond-shaped swimming pool. Almost certainly does. Yeah, like and at that. least three large sofas, very uh, and sort of white um, white carpeting. I suspect you see they're quite a, um, a deep a deep white carpeting. They, they yes. were in the stadium, weren't they? Which they haven't been previously, or they certainly weren't in the early stages. They were in Maidstone. Well, they've done that. Depends. Yeah, I think for the England games, they've always been in. The, they've yeah, always they? been yeah, at Wembley. Yeah. yeah, they've just not been able to travel. Since Wembley, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, but by and large, they did get a bit of uh, flack, it's fair to say, mm-hmm. on um, on Twitter. Only fair to say that um, Sam Matavos, commentator, a respected colleague and a fine, fine commentator. Mm-hmm. I think the main problem was, and anybody who's ever done sort of stand-up comedy would tell you this, is that he misread the room. Mm-hmm. Not alone in this, but all that stuff about, you know, ring your boss up, tell him you won't be coming in tomorrow, mm-hmm. etc., etc. Well, you know, half the country's furloughed. People, you know, still furloughed, wondering where the furlough payments are going to continue, etc. People have lost their jobs. And people who still have jobs like myself aren't going into the aren't going into the office anyway mm. you know and he wasn't alone in that I have to say uh, uh, Gary Lineker when he was doing the um, England Germany match his intro trying to sort of echo Des Lynham's great mm. interviews from uh, great intros from long ago said uh, a little wink and he said still working from home are you and I thought well yeah yeah. Of course we're working from home. Where's the joke, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think the problem is when you're doing a match, um, and I, yeah, Sam would probably uh, accept this as well, when you're doing a match that clearly is that important and the importance has been built up, it's the lead story in every newspaper, you're sort of under pressure to come up with something iconic. Mm. You know, we all know Kenneth Wollstone said they think it's all over. Mm. It is now. I was very much hoping, actually, when Sterling had that uh, chance, well, sort of half chance late on, and he, he just went a little too wide, you know, his angle was too wide, that Sterling was going to score at that point, you know, and it was 2-1, was going to score. And then Sam would have been able to say they think it's all over. 
it is now. Yeah. Sadly, didn't get the chance to do that. So uh, I think it's it, it, you need to come up with something iconic. Now, whether you do it before the match or after the match, it causes you a problem, mm. I think. And I, I think that was... Because he did get a lot a lot of heat, a lot of it unfair, on uh, on Twitter. Um, uh, that is the problem, I think, with or one of the problems with commentating in, the, you know, in these days of uh, social network and everything, is it's immediate. I imagine you know, poor old oh, Hugh every, Johns. Every, everyone's a what critic. What would Hugh, Hugh Johns yes. for saying, uh, if had, had Twitter been around in 1966, because he said, oh. he has, he has, and that's it, when Jeff Hurst, is he going to score, he has, he has, and that's yeah. it. I mean, he would have got pelters for that Hugh Johns, wouldn't yeah. he, compared with Kenneth Wollstone. Yeah, I mean, my view is it's a very difficult job. It is. Mm, yeah, it's it more is. difficult than people know. Oh, not much. Uh, and oh, yeah. therefore, I would never, ever sort of, even in the days when I did Screen Break in The Guardian, I never took commentators to task for, um, you know, for getting a fact wrong. Or, you know, misidentifying someone, you know, if, if it's persistent or it's persistent, and that's, you know, obviously there ought to be another commentator. But judging the tone, I think is it's a difficult job and that does get into the public arena, I sure. think. I, I think it's difficult uh, when you sort of preconceive things. I remember speaking to Jonathan yeah. Pierce. one of my favourite commentary lines of all time was that Tony Adams scored a winner in a final and he just went... Eeyore, Eeyore, he always scores for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, very that. Famous. And, and that was, you know, off the cuff. And mm. I think those are the best, for me, yeah. the best moments. But, you know. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, so, um, obviously, you've got the choice on Sunday BBC mm. or, uh, or ITV. Yeah, or TalkSport, of course. Uh, TalkSport, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that um, sort of convention of switching on the radio. And, uh, Andy, something about, Andy, you often line that up, don't yeah, you? You I line do. up the picture with the sound. You do ah. j- a bit of jiggery And there's something about radio commentary, especially if you haven't got access to a screen, that is incredibly exciting. And it can be a shared experience. I'm going to talk to Jim about this later. You know, that if you end up, like I did, listening to the, the, the penalties... For in reasons. On a, on, for reasons that I'll yeah. go into later. But, you know, listening to the... the the penalties on the train. No, no, you mean extra time? Yeah, extra time, but especially the the not the penalty, the the penalty. Oh, the penalty, yeah, the, right. penalty. the penalty. And everybody gathered round. There's something about that too. It's a very wow. shared experience. Okay. Anyway, I'd like to give you an unpopular opinion now. That's not like um, you. It's not like me. No. My unpopular opinion is that Gareth Southgate is not the greatest uh, England manager of all time. Uh, that is Terry Venables, as far as I'm concerned. And, right. and in fact, Southgate has picked up a lot of clues from Terry Venables. Mm. Uh, if you watch the Sky documentary, I don't know if it's a new one, but I think it I've is. Heard it's it's really I, good. I, I really want to see it. It's a yeah. fantastic, fantastic, joyous documentary yeah. for anyone who's lived through the era of this Renaissance man, which you have to call him, having mm. uh, written that book. They used Playing grass and having written Venables yeah. with um, Hazel, wasn't it? Hazel yeah. with not with Hazel, yeah. Hazel with uh, Gordon Williams, yeah. wasn't it? That he wrote a TV with. series, um, yeah. a TV series, and, and everything else that uh, you know that he's got involved in over the years. I mean, Gary Lineker in this show um, expresses the opinion that uh, Terry Venables has got involved in too much. Do you know what I mean? In terms mm. of uh, his various businesses, there's lots of colourful scenes in this of uh, him with, with his uh, clothes shop, which I think was his first business mm. with uh, Chopper Harris and help me, uh, help me, Andy, who was the other? George Graham. George Graham and Ronald George Graham. They had a shop together, didn't they? They, they, they all they, uh, wow. opened a clothes shop there. Wow. Um, but it's a fantastic, you know, it writes on the club was good. Scribes, I used to go there. It was fantastic <laughs> entertainment on a Saturday night. Scribes, Scribes. Got yeah, involved in all the, in all that stuff. The and then, of course, when they when they employ, employed him as uh, England head coach, refused to give him the uh, title manager because there was uh, a panorama thing going, saying that uh, you know he'd got involved in fraud and everything um, by Panorama's respected reporter Martin Bashir. Oh, so. <laughs> There was that going on, <laughs> so he had to do. Yeah, he had to deal with all that. So the they sort of the FA and there was clips of David Davis on the show. The FA kept him at arm's length. Do you know what I mean? It was like, well, he's our manager or head coach, but you know we don't want to get involved mm. in anything that he's. You know, we're not going to give any support for you know his libel against uh, against Padraig and everything. Uh, and he had to manage in those circumstances. And I would suggest that the players he was managing um, in Euro '96 were difficult, were more difficult players to manage mm. than the youngsters that Gareth Southgate has uh, has got now. So I think 
before we ennoble him and put him on in the same rank as uh, as Alf Ramsey and uh, um, and Terry Venables or even Bobby Robson, actually, you know, I think he's got more to do. Admittedly, you can't cavil too much against Southgate because he's got to the final yeah, of a major trophy. Yeah, so and he I'm, lives in Harrogate, which isn't far from you. Yeah, so he, he, might, come down, he might come down and find you, Martin. So he we're might, just down the Or road he might have him. taken the 20 to 1 from uh, Matteo Berrettini. Yeah, he might be uh, come down, down and thank me. Yeah, it could yes, be. It's you've quite what, possible. You've, so you've watched the tennis as well. Have you been I've watching? Watched it, I'll tell you what really gets on my uh, nerves about the tennis, and that is the interview they do on the court after somebody and they do it every match after someone's won a match yeah. and the person on court will say uh, oh you know he was a great opponent or she was a great opponent um, and I really had to dig deep and I think you guys here have really helped me and then all those people on the centre court always applaud yeah. give a, you know so it's just it's that easy it's like in 1979, coming out and making a joke about Margaret Thatcher, oh, yeah. you know, if you were talking to the converted, you'd get a round of applause mm. for, for no reason. Or, you know, going on question time. You know, these MPs that go on question time <laughs> with Fiona Bruce, they know, they know what buttons to push to get a round of applause. Mm. So that does... Uh, so that you does ideally turn on the crowd. Do you like that? You know, it, it was a great opponent. Yeah. I enjoyed playing and this lot made it ten times harder for me. See Beautiful. what response you get to that. I'd yeah. love that. Yeah, they, I would love they it. They sucked the joy would... out of this game for me. They certainly did. Every one of these people in here rattling their jewellery sucked the joy out of this game for me. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's Perfect. it. One it's of those. a shame you can't play tennis, Paul, because... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'd be right behind you on centre court. Now, you'll be back overnight, Martin, I take it. I will. I yeah. will, with more unpopular opinions. Yeah. One, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's what I say. If you I want like to get the heat on Twitter, right? yeah. That's like, but they like that in Kuala Lumpur, don't they? They like unpopular they love it opinions. Out there. Yeah, that's they it. They love it out there. <laughs> so, 1 a.m. to 6 a.m., Martin will be back yeah. with his uh, his team, regular guests. Yeah. And uh, you're bound to do a bit of football, aren't you? You're bound to. Well, we, we do the Copa America. We've been covering that yeah. every, you know, because the match is just there before we uh, talk to our man in Mexico. So if you're following that as well, um, it, it, we'll have full coverage When's of whatever. When's the final of that? I've lost track of it. It's, it's the Brazil Argentina. Early hours of tomorrow, early hours of... Is it after We're the... Leaving. I'll find out. Is it after England? Right? Final. I'll, I'll just I'll just check that up. Yes, but, I'm just um, going to check when it is Argentina. Uh, it's uh, Sunday the 11th. Uh, at right. one a.m., which means it will be in your sort of Saturday anyway, as you kick off your yeah. sun, your Saturday uh, night your Saturday night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so we'll Martin, cover that. Excellent. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Have a great weekend. Do enjoy the final, and uh, don't forget the H- Sorry, the Clips of the Week podcast is available wherever you got this one, and you can listen to those at your leisure. We will catch up with you soon. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.